Yeah, the other the other issue I want to, not really issue, but the other thing I want to say is no, it is, if you do end up working for Grief Dialogues at some point, just know you know you do not have to wear a blue plaid shirt to work. However, for today's episode, there's a reason why we're, we are both wearing... We're not lumberjacks. We're not, not this week anyway. Not this week. But, but uh, we'll explain a little bit more why we just both happen to be wearing blue, blue and green should tight we, Should shirts. we explain now? Yeah, let's. Okay, so okay. this is my grandpa's, uh, who has passed away, and... This is my father's, uh, Bob Pullman, and the reason why we are wearing these is to remember them. And honor them. And honor them. So for me, actually, like, today's a very big day for me. I, I've been doing marketing for the podcast and working really hard to get us to this point for a long time, and so, you know, I woke up this morning, was like, what am I going to wear? And, and for me, it was like... I'm going to wear my grandpa's flannel. My grandpa always remembered big days for me, and he'd call me out of the blue growing up as a kid. And I was like, oh, grandpa. So so Frederick Stam, my son's middle name actually has Frederick, but whatever. So the, that's our wardrobe. That's our wardrobe. That's and our this wardrobe. is a little tiny bit of how you can create a moment of art by just by what you're wearing when, when yeah. you are grieving someone, totally. you remember them. Um, Wearing my father's shirt is very important to me. And one of the things that I, in processing my grief, I wrote a play, which we'll talk a little bit about also, called Honoring Choices. Mm. Obviously, heavy-duty creation there. It's now a film. Yeah, And it is. in the film, I took, we filmed it in New York, and again, we'll, yep. we'll bring you up to speed on what's happening with the film, but I took this shirt to New York, and the actor who is performing in the role of Bob in the in the play, which happens to be a, a, a story about something that happened with my own father, he wore this shirt. So to me, it was kind of creating yeah. a moment uh, to remember my dad in actuality. And yeah. also, I wear this ring. This ring was my mother's. <laughs> so sometimes accessorizing, this is my yeah. point. Art doesn't have to be yeah. just painting on a canvas or writing a play and seeing it produced. Art can be a moment in time. Yeah, uh, so, Something where you remember the person and, and feel the loss. Yeah. So we were going to talk a little bit about grief dialogues, but you know what? You guys can go to the website. Yep. Please go to the website. We spent a lot of work on it. Um, yes, we did. <laughs> we spent a lot of time on it. It's gorgeous. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah. If you guys have any questions about what grief dialogue does, um, yes, we are a platform for artists, but also, more importantly, we are a resource and we view ourselves as a resource. And if there is something that you're looking for that isn't on our website, please don't hesitate to email us. And we probably know someone who knows someone who or, you know, an organization that does this and, you know, might be able to get you in the right direction, um, not just for Washington State either. Right. It's uh, actually we are are predominantly, I'd say, national in yeah. our scope for resources, but yeah. we do have contacts internationally. One of our biggest resources is the Elizabeth Kubler-Ross Foundation, which is now so. very, very active within South America as well as other organizations. So if you do have a request and you yeah. happen to be outside of the, the uh, continental United States, don't hesitate to ask because mm -hmm. we do have people we can reach out to. Yeah. 
the other reason why we wanted to have this special live conversation for the two of us is that we have been working with some tremendous artists and we wanted to share those artists through our our podcast which starting with our next episode you get to see some other or hear some other great artist voices our first podcast is actually going to be with Gretchen Dumas and Greg Brizendine who have written a play Mm -hmm. together and they have performed it as an audio drama together and we'll actually be sharing that audio drama with all of you Mm -hmm. and it's accessible and for purchase on on Amazon and I won't give away the storyline but let's just say that it's not only a work of art but it inspires conversation afterwards which if you go to our website you will find that's exactly what we do we hope not only are we producing some sort of art but that it will stimulate conversation and sharing of ideas and sharing your own story that is huge the sharing your own story so like that part (coughs) and the sparking conversation that part is really really important to me um in my so I recently I, I think if people have been following me if you follow me online on my social media and also part of grief dialogues and recent I think talks that we've done interviews um, mm-hmm. my father suddenly passed a couple months ago and it was so hard in so many ways and so many layers um, and and something that I really realized and now it's interesting I've worked with grief dialogues for a couple of years but Elizabeth not to make light of my father's passing but he you know, she's like, well, now you have some on-the-job training. So all of a sudden, all the tools that I work really hard to provide you guys and provide the community, now all of a sudden I was using them myself. And um, the thing that, when, I, when I'm trying to get to, the thing that really stands out to me is how we don't talk about dying and death in our culture. I mean, at least in the U.S. And it's not, it's just not a dinner table conversation. Not to say that I'm saying we should talk about death at the dinner table every day, but it's important to me that as my as my dad was dying and as my kids, my four year old, um, you guys all know Josiah, um, you know, asked me what's going on with Papa. It was important for me to be honest with him and also give him some perspective and and a little bit of reality. And it's not and it doesn't always have to be morbid, right? Or negative, you know, right. like. My dad lived a really cool rock and roll life and I'd rather celebrate it and have my son have these great memories of his grandpa than, than, I don't know, I don't know. The whole, like, like it didn't happen. Yeah, like the whole dying flower, this is so sad, somebody's dying, like imagery mm-hmm. that comes to mind that I always grew up with about death mm-hmm. is not always the case. Um, right. I, I don't know. I think we have to get away from that. So I think that's part of our mission. Exactly. Uh, exactly. And and art is a great generator for the conversation and also a great way to just kind of capture the emotion without saying too much. Right. Or having to say words. Exactly. So. Exactly. Okay. And um and we'll talk a little bit too, hopefully we'll have a few minutes to talk a little bit about what you can do if you are grieving and no, you do not have to paint the Mona Lisa. We have no. some other we have some other ideas. And the fun part about doing this podcast and mm-hmm. uh, and doing it weekly is we will be talking to people and they will share how they came to doing art to help process their grief and how some of them have were artists to begin with mm-hmm. and then through their grief that process has really expanded their arts sparked their creativity yeah. others have come to art because of their grief 
So there'll be, there's a whole mix of people. I wanted to also mention that uh, of the upcoming guests that we're going to have, uh-huh. one of our favorite people. Who are you? Mervin. <gasps> Mervin! Mervin! I'm so excited. So Mervin, um, we actually just recorded his episode because, you know, you guys... Let's be real. You got to like plan for these things and roll it out. So we have recorded Mervin and I just want to tell you, he's one of my favorite actors ever, right? Like he's up there with some big name celebrities in my mind. He is so talented, so cool. And for me, <clears throat> so important how he translates the grief that he's seen in his day-to-day life into his acting and into everything he does. It's just, wow. He, he like brought me to tears. So mm. That episode in a I'm, good way, folks. In a in, way. I mean, yeah, in <laughs> yeah. a good way, but just in a in an emotional way. Powerful, powerful. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we also have Bonnie. Bonnie Dazelle oh, is going to be on our show coming up, uh, and I also to talk a little bit about both Bonnie and Mervin. So oh, Mervin yeah. was in my play called Honoring Traces, mm-hmm. which Bonnie Bazell commissioned me to write mm-hmm. a couple of years ago yeah. when she was at Honoring Choices Pacific Northwest. Yeah. It's an organization in Washington State, but there are other states that have similar organizations. That is, in this case, it's a partnership between the Physicians Association and the Hospital Association, mm-hmm. I, I believe. But the whole idea is to help people uh, prepare advanced care directives, know what they want at the end of the life, be able to talk about it with their family so their family knows what you want at the end of life. Surprisingly, most people do not have ever, ever have the conversation until it's too late or almost too late. Yeah, and we'll go back true. to your story in a second because I think that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. So Bonnie commissioned me to write the play. I wrote it based on my father's own story of when he received a terminal diagnosis and then when the pandemic hit, we did perform it live for Honoring Traces Pacific Northwest in February of 2020. Mm-hmm. And as we all know what happened after that, any upcoming live performances were canceled. So we then went to Zoom mode. And actually, yeah. Zoom turned out to be not too bad because a lot of people were, unfortunately, having those really hard conversations about terminal diagnosis and end-of-life choices over Zoom. So the play on Zoom worked, and we had an all-African-American cast, yeah. of which Mervyn played the father. He was just brilliant, just brilliant, really good. Really good. Um, he is in, this was another thing that kind of made it great, though, uh, not that the pandemic was great, but things that happened was that, that it allowed us to connect with people all over, all over the world, but all over the United States. Mervyn is based in Las Vegas. Yeah. Hallie, until <laughs> moments ago, was based in Las Literally Vegas. Literally, like two weeks. This morning, uh, we are coming to you live from Bainbridge Island, Washington. Yeah. Just outside of Seattle. If you don't know where it is, those birds are real, yeah. not fake. Yeah. Coming in today. Beautiful garden over here. If you see me looking over here, I'm looking at trees, finally, again. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, okay, wait. So, we, we need to just, like, back up for a second, because I realize that we did not... We didn't stick to our plan. We didn't. Elizabeth, yeah. <laughs> give us a very brief overview of your life story. Go. In, two right, seconds. Like in, no. in 20 seconds in or 20 less. In 20 seconds or less. Well, what led me to, to even building Grief Dialogues in the first really, place that's what I mean. was, yes, is, uh, is that uh, several years ago, in the space of one year, I had three losses. 
And I wanted to talk about those losses. And I wanted to talk about the people who had left. And people were uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Very uncomfortable. And I, I kept thinking, am I telling this story like super sad or how why am i i'm, I'm telling it why are they kind of like changing the subject cringing. constantly cringing yes yeah. Yeah. so i decided to write a play about uh it actually is a composite of of two different deaths but a composite and i wrote this little play and i showed it to some theater friends of mine who said hey yeah. you should enter You've this always contest. theater though theater's always, always been your thing like I remember this because Elizabeth has known me since I was little mm -hmm. and I remember you she's known me, me since I was little too <laughs> <laughs> you so. took me to this is an, a, a straightforward mm -hmm. theater but you took me to Wicked that's straightforward theater do you think so oh gosh you think that, I mean okay in my mind I'm yeah. not like a theater nut as mm -hmm. like she is right. right in my mind that was a musical not saying uh, the two aren't yes yes synonymous but I am okay whatever right. anyways go so she took me how old was I Gosh, I don't know. That was I was like a teenager. You were a teenager. Yeah, she took me Wicked. Still my Wicked favorite hands down. But she's always been into theater, and you've always been so talented at mm. writing. And now you're a playwright. Oh, thank you. And yeah. she writes amazing stuff. And also, how does she get? How there's a very famous phrase, which is we all have the same amount of hours in the day as Beyonce. Yes, which is do. one of my favorite. Yes, and I have started to <laughs> sub this out to we all have the same amount of hours in the day as Elizabeth Copeland because I don't know she produces <laughs> these crazy things and I'm like when did you write this like when did you have time to write how do you well you know quite frankly it goes back to the grief part when you're thinking about something and it's troubling you this is my form yeah and if something's troubling me I have to write about it and as you mentioned I haven't always been in theater um, I got to give a nod to my mom who thought I was too shy for my own good and insisted yeah. when I was 13 that I take oh. drama in high school she and, pushed you on stage yeah and from after that it's you know history but uh, I yeah that. oh yeah so I actually had hoped maybe by this time in my life I'd be able to go back to actually performing but my you hat's should. off to actors it's really that's a physically demanding job and yeah. so just being able to write mm -hmm. and visualize actors sharing my words is pretty pretty amazing and then watching your words unfold right. and what's even <clears throat> better well, I'm better but what's really important to me is when I do have a performance of a show that mm -hmm. I've written mm -hmm. and if people in the audience realize that I wrote the show yeah. I get afterwards uh, they'll come up to me and they'll say wow that was a really great play you wrote and something like that happened to my mother and let me tell you about it and then for yeah. the next 15 Starts minutes the you conversation. hear their exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And that's the whole point. That's when I realized grief dialogue. It wasn't about my plays. It was about the conversation that was sparked from those yeah. from those plays. The same thing can be true with a, a, a piece of art, painting, mm -hmm. music. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. We'll have um, okay. Catherine Keats, who's done this amazing performance of a, a solo show called The Hummingbird. And hopefully yeah. on the show, she'll give us a little snippet of, of what that looks like on stage. It, I've seen video of it. It's pretty, pretty amazing. So we hope everybody will, will tune in to that. In, yeah. in, and we'll be sending out... Emails. If you're if you're not on our newsletter list, please yep. get on it, and that way you'll know ahead of time. But if you yourself have an art form you want to share, email us. Yes. If you know someone, if you want to nominate someone so that we can okay. have a, ch a chance to talk with mm -hmm. them, that would be awesome. I do want to point out a couple of other people that we're going to have on our show. Okay. Go one of it. them. Actually, I'm going to pull this out. One of them is a. Oh yes. Okay. 
This just came out. It's Modern called Loss. The Modern Loss. It is by Rebecca Sofer. She's in. She's like based in New York City, but it, literally the book just came yep. out. I'm putting a plug in for it. It's a. It literally is a okay, workbook. This you can book, create your own okay, art. Let me, let me move yes. it so we can oh, see. see. Okay. First of all, so like I, I do marketing and social media and graphic social design media. and web design, and I am obsessed with all these graphics in here because that's what I do. So I understand. I really appreciate all of the work that went into this, but. Um, it's like a workbook in a sense. You know, they're still in the blanks. This is a good page for everyone to see. You know, so it's good great the prompts. prompts. And if it's just yep. for you, that's okay too. We don't want to say art. You know, you, if you're processing your grief through some form of art, it can be a journal. It yeah. can be whatever it is yeah. you want it to be, and it doesn't have mm -hmm. to go anywhere. I mean, it can just stay with you. Oh, this is a good time for yes. me to mention our sponsors. Oh yes, we have. Epic sponsors who we love, like, I mean, mm. I love them so much, um, more than just on a professional level, but um, <laughs> they're awesome. One of them, a good transition from this workbook, is called The Death Deck. The Death this Deck, This is yes. epic. So if you guys have ever played Cards Against Humanity or anything like that, it is a card game, mm -hmm. and you pull a card, and you have to ask, you know, your players, you can play two people or a whole group, and you ask them a question, and it's something like... When I kick the can, how do you want me to, how, how quickly do you post it on social media? Like questions like that. And they're funny, but they're about death and they spark the conversation and it's useful. Right. Because while it is funny, I also kind of like, that's some information that my little sister, shout out to my sister Larson in Hawaii, told her I'd give her a shout out today. That's something she would definitely want to know for me. She'd be like, how soon do I tweet this or not? Fair question. So that's the death deck. Death um, deck. We have People's Memorial. People's Memorial Association. If you are in Washington State, folks, um, oh. and you know you're going to die, and let's face it, who isn't? Yep. This is the organization you need to Google, find out more about. They can help you put your not only your plan together, but have it in a central place mm -hmm. for your family and, and your loved ones to know what it is you expect. They also, they're an advocacy group. So working with People's Memorial means they can help you find the right, right. organization, the right funeral home, if that's the route you're going, cremation, uh, green burial, yeah, uh, composting, more, whatever. More they have I connections. I even knew about. Right. Yeah. Right. Amanda, Amanda there is fabulous. Amanda Stock, Whew. People's Memorial. They are actually going to be our big, big sponsor, and, and they'll be on one of our shows mm -hmm. coming up, too, because we actually get a fair amount of questions regarding... Uh, decomposition and so forth yes with, you know it's okay to decay that's it's, that's the yeah. motto for a lot of people then there's stephanie from yes. Be present care uh, be present care be, out of california yeah, but she can care. be everywhere she can be everywhere mm -hmm. and she and let me tell you she is that that lady is on her stuff mm -hmm. she will call you in a heartbeat email you back she is the sweetest um but she provides kind of like doula services and transition services for end of life so if you need somebody to talk through the process with which is what i needed when my dad was dying um and i had a very experienced aunt tracy so hello to aunt tracy who helped me through my process but if i hadn't had her who would I call to know the steps mm -hmm. needed while someone else is transitioning or I'm preparing for my own transition. So Stephanie is a great resource and she is one of our sponsors. And I don't think the be present care. Be present care. Death Deck, People's Memorial. Bonnie. Bonnie. Oh yes. Bonnie. Good old Bonnie who yes. we talked about earlier. She is amazing. She's and just starting up her consulting business, but yeah. she, when that's ready, she'll definitely be on our show. And talk a little bit more about how she can help you. 
and she's not well, I think I think she's very artistic in yes. many ways but um her her business is not necessarily art but we will be sprinkling in this podcast a few episodes that provide some really great resources um that blend well with the art theme mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we, I think we'll primarily try to focus on artists. I right, really like yeah. to get some of the more modern culture into the death conversation. So if you are a young artist who has gone through something, I really want to talk to you. Um, not because like I'm super young or anything, but well, I you're think super young I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think good. it's, I think that we like my age range doesn't, doesn't talk about death and we're all in this we're in this spot like we're now having kids right or you know like now these things are you know my husband talked to me the other day and was like i think we should start writing our will not that i'm gonna drop dead anytime soon but i don't want the kids to not have a resource or kind of not know some direction and i'm like yeah that's that's right and yeah actually that brings us kind of full circle in that through art yeah like whether you're doing death deck or you're mm-hmm. journaling or you're doodling with your kids mm-hmm. or even having some time at the dinner table to talk about life and make it comfortable to talk about yeah. the end of life. Make it comfortable you know, to have these death positive. I mean, my kids are now in their late 20s and, and early 30s and they're so used to talking about death at the dinner table. But that's not also, that's still... They're still very respectful of it, too. I don't want yes. it to come across that we're not no. being very, very respectful in our, our love of the people. And sadness. Uh, recently, I just want to point out, in uh, Sunday Seattle Times, there was a whole Northwest section. Yeah. There was a whole article on dealing with loss. Yeah. And my piece, apparently, uh, I am quoted in here. So am but I. In, so is Hallie, yes. What? But my big thing, and they put it in bold, don't be strong. You yeah. Know? You don't have to be strong. Yeah. Cry. If that's what you need to do, cry. Yeah. And I, I have to I know mean, when people say, yeah. oh, be strong for your children. or be. You know what? Let your children see you cry. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. I'm sure when your kids see you cry about your dad. Well, then they understand that. the weight of it. Um, mm-hmm. After my dad passed, two weeks later, our family dog passed. And oh, it was a like everything, huh? Oh my yeah. gosh! And then I packed up boxes and moved back to Seattle. So, right. so <laughs> my life the past few months—if I have not responded to one of your emails—I'm um, really sorry. It's not personal. I am trying to catch up, but losing like a, even a family dog—it doesn't have to be a person, right? Mm-hmm. It was so sad for our for our kids, and but it was it was something that we were like, let's let's talk about it, right? right? And like let's answer the questions and. And what happened to his body, and what did they do? And like just being real, realistic. Right. Um, personally, I'm not here to offer any parenting advice, but personally, <laughs> personally, I think that it makes me feel like I'm doing the right thing by just being honest. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, exactly, exactly. And what we also yeah. want to say is, we're not here to give any therapy advice no, or any. We are, we not are sharing our own stories. We're sharing stories with mm-hmm. from people who have said, please share our stories. Uh, and and we're just saying what worked for us yeah. or didn't work for us in yes. some, some cases, yeah. right? Uh, and so I'm realizing that our time is, is winding yes. down here. But yeah. what I really want to say is I hope you guys will come back. We're planning to have a new show every Wednesday, 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. Pacific time. They're not always going to be live. They will focus on a single topic yep. as opposed to all over, like we were trying to tell you all the, the breadth of what we can That's offer. <laughs> but we... Um, uh, and we've, like I said, we've got some amazing people lined up for this. 
the we didn't even talk about honoring choices and we didn't talk well we gotta we gotta come back to our own show (sighs) and do a whole thing on honoring choices and explain exactly why these shirts are important in more detail i do want one thing i want to make sure with every single episode is that we leave our viewers our listeners with something that they can put it into practice if they want. Parting thought. Parting thought. Parting thought. Parting thought. And this one actually comes from Dr. Bob (laughs) Niemeyer, who is with the Portland Institute of Loss and Transition. Bob is actually on our Grief Dialogues board. Yeah. And he wrote, one of the things that he recommends for people is to Mm -hmm. don't pre-think. So you're you want to create some sort of art. You want to process your loss and your grief. You want to put it down on, you know, in words or in musical notes or in movements. Don't pre-think it. Look, just let the blank oh, page, let the, the blank canvas, just let it, just let it be blank. And let the voices within you, you see what comes to you. Exactly, kind of dire- oh, direct you. Oh, that's hard and for come me. Up I'm anybody who knows me knows I'm such a type A planner. Like the thought of not planning it mm-hmm. out might cause me a little bit of anxiety. That might be a little tricky for me. But I also know though that you're a great doodler. I am. <laughs> and sometimes am. you know people will say, "Well, I can't draw." Well, that'd be me, right? But sometimes when you're thinking about the loved one or the impending loved one and you just find yourself with a really cool colored pen and yeah. you're just kind of doodling on the side of your notebook. Yeah, okay. You know, okay. all those things are art. And give yourself a break. Give yourself a pat on the back. So from this parting thought, I'm going to add this on right now. Yes. This parting thought, if you end up doing something this week that plays off of this parting thought, tag us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, send us a picture of it. Share it um, with us, us. Share it with us. Or don't. Or up do, to you. Or don't. And totally also, fine. just as a, no, a final, final thought. Final, final. Is For that real. we do have, we post stories from people. We post artwork from people yep. on our website. Uh, if you're ready to share your work, send it our way. If you have any questions, and also in upcoming episodes, we'll have more, we'll have time to yeah. interact with people. But. Mm-hmm. just want to say thank you so much for joining us today and thank i you. hope you come for more of our episodes Please. like i said sign up for our newsletter or send us an email us whatever message. works for you send the message yep. and we'll make sure that you get the whole list of speakers coming up so hallie this has been a lot of fun yeah. and we're going to keep talking you and thank i you, about Elizabeth. honoring choices so yes. stay tuned for that stay tuned and everyone just thanks as everyone we say for in uh, costa rica Pura Vida. Oh, okay, wait. This oh, is my oh, last... Uh, oh, we're gonna okay. The last 30 seconds. I have a lot of people here I promised I would say hi to if they commented. Stephanie, who is our one of our sponsors. Hi, my dear. Hello, Yay. Johanna. Yay. A story yes. behind the wardrobe. Yep, Bonnie. Hello. Yep. Oh, and Mervyn. <laughs> yes. Um, Mary, Sarah. Good afternoon, everyone. Hi, Sarah. The Death Deck. Hey, guys. You guys are the bomb. Um, Mary Mary Langer Thompson, by the way, was in our first book. We got a new book that's been coming out. So if you have things you want to potentially get published in a book, send it our way. In other words, let's start a conversation. Let's talk about it. All okay. right. Bye, Thank guys. Thank you all. Have a great day. Bye. My video is ending. I thought we did really well. I thought that was really fun. We didn't talk about honor choices. Dang it. Let's we didn't. Well, you know what? So let's do, we don't have to do it right the second, but...